Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. What is up, everybody? I'm Alex with Swamp Rat Fishing, and this is Bass and Brews, the number one bass fishing podcast in Antarctica. We're working on it. We're starting out, you know, at the bottom, but I, I heard the, the bass fishing game is just blowing up over there. Uh, tonight, we've got Lone Star Kayak Fishing. So excited to have him on. He's supposed to be on before. Life got in the way on my end, so I'm so happy uh, that uh, you're able to be here, man. Uh, before we get started... Just like always, we want to talk about hook set hoodlums, ride with us or collide with us. Big things happening. Uh, at the time of this recording, you should be seeing the new soft plastic line. You should be seeing new shirts and more hats. So uh, definitely head over to hooksethoodlums.com. Use discount code SWAMPRATFISHING, all one word. Save yourself some money. Uh, for tonight's wonderful pairing, we've got Kate May Brewing Company. Again, Kate May. I mean, maybe sponsor me, you know what I mean? Like the can yep. matches yeah. the branding, right? <laughs> so we've got Tan Limes, a Mexican-style lager with sea salt and lime. Oh, that sounded fresh. Nice. That was pretty crisp. What's up, brother? How are you tonight? I'm doing good, man. And, you know, for this podcast, uh, I couldn't think of a more Texan way to come do it than to bring you guys shiner oh shiner bach that's so good man i love it so i had to i had to do the texan thing and bring you a is that a texas beer cheers, cheers brother is it i never knew that like first time i had shiner bach was in baltimore and i always just associated baltimore to it i didn't realize it was a texas deal yeah no it's made in shiner texas i like very, it man very much texan <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So again, we got Lone Star Kayak Fishing. If you don't know who he is, um, if you don't know who he is, you've probably seen his photos. What really uh, kind of drove me to your page on Instagram, and you can find him on Instagram at Lone Star Kayak Fishing, and then also on YouTube, Lone Star Kayak Fishing. But your photos are so crisp and money. They are so good on Instagram. They are like next level like everybody else who puts out photos i feel like we're a step behind and uh again if you guys don't follow them as soon as you get done listening or pull out your phone now look them up dude like the pictures are awesome man and i i don't even know how i do it <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> i feel like 98 percent of this stuff has been luck man because i'm not a very uh technically advanced guy i just you know i'm learning a lot of things about technology that i 
never thought I would know. So listen, in the conversation that we had, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You're not the biggest tech guy, but no. you're killing it, dude. I mean, the pictures, like, so I've got friends that do like artsy fartsy stuff for a living, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's definitely gone to school." Like your compositions, right? Uh, the way that you edit your photos, but you don't like over edit them. Like, dude, they're just so money. That's initially what drove me to your page. Like, I kept seeing you up in my feed, and I'm like, "All right, me and this guy got a chit chat." Like, he's killing it. Yeah, dude. I just. <laughs> I just plug them in Lightroom, man, and just tweak it till I think it looks cool, and then yeah. send it. <laughs> Dude, it works. It works. That's all I do. There's nothing fancy. Like if someone was to ask me, "What do you do?" I have no idea, man. I listen, and I can attest because I asked him. I said, "Listen, man, what what are you using? What presets?" Blah blah blah. And he literally said exactly what he just said to you folks. On like, just tweak it till it's cool. Yeah, and they are. That's all I do. It's that simple, man. It's that simple for me, anyways. I know, I know it seems complicated, but I definitely do not do complicated. I love it, man. So. All right, man. How about you uh, let everybody know how you got into fishing, kind of, um, and then we'll move on from there. So how did this all start for you? So this fishing for me, man, I used to fish when I was younger, and I actually quit fishing for a long time. I got super into bow hunting. Okay. Uh, bow hunt, done, I done bow hunting for a long time, and I just work, you know. Things got in the way, ended up quitting bow hunting. Well, last year I went on a family vacation and my son's grandpa's, he had a couple bait casters, a couple old Abu, you know, combos. And uh, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, hey, man, you think I can borrow one of those? He's like, yeah, sure. So I grabbed one, didn't even know really how to use one. Went down there to the beach, ended up catching a couple bass. And I just, I don't know, I kind of have an addictive personality, you know. It's the same as hunting. It filled that, you know, that uh, that passion, you know, that want that that, that like obsession. Yeah, yeah, that obsession. Yeah. As soon as that first fish, you know, bit and I brought it to me, it was game over, man. I've been religiously hunting these things down ever since. I, I do like, and I've talked about it, uh, all the way back on episode one with Ramon Outdoors, we were talking about the relationship between specifically like bass fishing and hunting. And that a lot of people think that like who don't fish, who don't bass fish, that you're sitting on a bank with a cooler full of beer and a lawn chair and you're casting a thing out with a bobber and you're sitting there the whole time. Yeah. Um, and where bass fishing is completely different is like you're hunting, you're going into their habitat, you're trying to find ambush points so you can ambush them kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's uh, it's driven me. Just the drive to find them. It's the, you know, the just searching for them. You know, it's the thought of thought of finding something that's elusive, and bringing it to you. I love it. So, so this is like last year, like twenty twenty. Yeah, that's when that's I got, that's when I got serious about bass fishing. And then, when did you get into a kayak? And what was your first kayak? Um, my first kayak I bought on that same vacation from a buddy that was just like, Hey man, I got an old kayak. It's a lifetime Yukon Mm -hmm. Walmart boat. He was like, you want to buy it? I was like, sure, man, I'll buy it. So I bought it, stayed at the house for a while. I would use it every once in a while. Cause I, I fished a lot with my buddy out here at work and we fished off his bass boat and, uh, well he quit, went to another job. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to use this or buy a boat. And I was literally, man, like this close 
to buying a bass boat. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, that's when I stumbled across that old town. I was about to say, you basically, if people don't know, again, I, I think a, a thing you're kind of <laughs> known for is that autopilot. Like, mm -hmm. you rock that autopilot, which is an amazing kayak. It is. And it even falls on my questions on like, and you kind of answered it like, why'd you go with the autopilot instead of just a full bass boat? Because that autopilot is very similar to having a full bass boat. Yeah, the the reason I went with the autopilot was cost. I mean, okay. if you're looking at a kayak, you're like, golly, that's expensive. But I was looking at a boat, you know. So, so you take so the boat's four thousand bucks, and mm -hmm. you know, you take that trolling motor on a bass boat. And that trolling motor alone costs that much. Not even the boat or your electronics or your fuel, your maintenance, right. none of that stuff, man. So I thought to myself, you know, why don't I just buy the kayak? It already comes with all of it for the same price as just the trolling motor. And I love that you went all the way there. You went from Walmart yeah. to yeah. Cadillac. Like yeah. you went... Like you said, nothing in the middle pedals. Listen, I don't even want to do the pedals. I didn't like the paddling. Let's just go straight motor. Yeah, I, I did. I'm, I'm not going to lie, you know, and I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's been great. I was actually just talking to Brandon the other day and I was telling him, I was like, man, to be honest with you, I don't know if I could ever fish off of a different kayak, man. I just, I don't know if I could do it. Seeing the way again, folks. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna keep plugging because I feel like you should be bigger than where you're at, right? Like your photos are great. You're just getting into the YouTube and killing it at that. Um, but it, if you guys watch this guy, you're you're not a small dude, right? No. You're a big dude, and you're upstanding, moving around that deck of that kayak, yeah. easy peasy, oh, right? Yeah. And then the other day you were in some gnarly chop and winds. Like I, I'm guessing it handled pretty well during that too. Oh yeah, yeah that that boat man is incredible. I, I get so many stability questions on that thing, and I tell yeah. people like I'm five ten, two hundred and forty five pounds. Like I'm not a small guy. I wish I was a little bit smaller, but I'm not. <laughs> don't we <laughs> all? Know? Don't we all? Yeah. So uh, that thing, I walk all over that thing, and I've I've actually got a. Here, hopefully, within maybe the next two weeks, I'm going to have an actual full review of that thing. I'm going to get on that thing, and I'm going to walk from the very tip to all the way to the back. Have the you side. done the uh, the, the side rail? Have Have you done the side rail walk yet? I haven't, but on this next video, I'm going to take my tackle off, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to flip that boat. And I'm going to show people how hard it is to flip. You you got to work. You, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't have the autopilot. I have the top water 120 PDL. Right. And, uh, so, so I've done the side rail walk where like, I mean, I'm out, I, I did the same thing. I took all my gear off of it, which in a way will actually make it easier to be less stable because you don't have that, that weight holding it in a spot. Yeah. And I was able to walk that whole rail and it was trippy, man. Like that thing was cranked all the way over. I look forward to seeing your video. I wish I would have recorded mine. Uh, it was before I started recording stuff. Right. And uh, I, I mean, it. those old town boats, like I don't care what anybody says. Like Paul Roberts, if you're out there, I know you're a Hobie guy, but you can suck it. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, like old town is put together such a good product. 
so affordable in the long run, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, four grand's a lot of money. It is, but but also four grand will only get you the PA only uh, gets you the PA fourteen on Hobie's side. We're not talking because you've got spot lock, right? Does that thing actually like stop and, and just stay in the spot? Yes, it will. So, so like yesterday, I was fishing in. 30 to 35 mile an hour winds with 40 mile an hour gusts. And so whenever you pull up on somewhere, the only thing, there's two things I hate about the boat. Number one, I hate the color of it. Oh, you, you have the teal one, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that one. (laughs) I just, I wish that old town would do solids, man. For some reason I would like a solid color boat, you know, I don't know. It's just me, but anyways, the second thing that bothers me about this boat is when you do hit a spot, and I think it's mainly because I'm impatient. Mm-hmm. When you hit spot lock and you're fishing in wind like that, you it will actually blow you off because it seems like the the motor has a delay in it. Okay. So it's like it takes a few seconds, and then it will pull you back up into where you originally were. And to me... Like yesterday, I was flipping reeds. By mm-hmm. the time I hit spot lock, I've already flipped in there. Well, now right. all of a sudden, I'm drifting back, and it's just – I should slow down. It's just, <laughs> you know, I think it's me nitpicking it, but other than that, there's – I was going to say that's very yeah. – because uh, I – I'm almost the same with the Topwater, right? Uh, I am jealous of the – I think the Sportsman series and the pedal drives um, – down along the seats, they have actual uh, like an area that you can actually fit like a 3700 box, like those Plano Egg series. You can fit those directly on the side now. I don't have that in mind because I bought last uh, the previous year's model. But other than that, like I wish I had complaints on this boat. Like I, I love Old Town. This is the first Old Town I had. Uh, if I'm going to upgrade, it's going to be to um, one of the spot locks, the auto lock boats. I think that would be the next progression in a couple of years for me. See where they're at, but they're they're awesome boats. They they don't get talked about enough. Um, I feel like like everybody's like Hobie or nothing really. Yeah, yeah. it's Hobies are nice boats, man. There's a there's a older guy I fish with when I go back home. He just bought a PA one twenty, I think. Okay, and it is pretty. It's a killer boat, man. It yeah, has like uh, it has little like a rod locker in the hole amazing you beside your seat that's yeah that's freaking sweet man a, a buddy of mine has the 14 he's up in ohio and he doesn't even bring a crate anymore yeah. because all of his rods fit in this locker off oh. to the side and then he just leaves them in there which would be nice but then you're also adding i mean i i like i don't know how heavy your boat is my boat without the drive in it is 70 pounds Oh, but dude, like the, the autopilot, I think empty with no motor is 132, I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think right. it's 132 pounds. So I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's got to be a little thicker to hold that motor. Uh, but but the, I mean, all those Hobies are the same way, like nothing on them, super heavy. So maybe Old Town will go to something like that. Um, That's pretty cool. You know, I mean, that that rod locker, I was just like, man. They're, 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 Hobie does have their storage on yeah. on, on point. point. Yeah, it's on point. Yeah. But is it four thousand dollars for a non motorized? Nah, I wouldn't think so. And, I don't and, uh, think so. <laughs> he texted me when he bought it, and he was like, "Man, I hope I didn't make a mistake because he really wanted the you know the autopilot as yeah. well." But he wants uh, 
he wanted exercise, you know, and I told him, I said, no, I mean, I said, I don't think you made a mistake. You know, the, the paddle is what you wanted and, or the, the pedal, yep. excuse me, is what you wanted. I was like, dude, then go for it. I think you got a solid boat. You're still going to be able to fish in wind. Yep. You're going to gain leverage. I mean, when you hook a fish, you can just turn your, your fins backwards and, and pedal back. That way you can keep a tight line on it. I was like, I, I think that's really key. And I try to preach that a lot about these pedal drives, especially the ones that, so some of those Hobies, some of those Hobies don't have instant reverse. Like that's a almost $3,000 drive itself to get the automatic. And I, and I think you still have to flip a switch. But Old Town, Wilderness, anybody using a, a traditional prop style, you have that instant reverse, yeah. which you're absolutely right. You gain that leverage because you give up so much in a kayak. Yeah. And then you can instantly bring that up. How, how does that work when you're setting? Because I've seen some of your hook sets. One, I'm surprised there's not a wanted sign <laughs> at your local lake for the gross injustice uh, that you are doing to... <laughs> Douglas dinks everywhere when you crack them into next Thursday, dude. <laughs> but but <laughs> dude, that, that video. <laughs> but when you posted like last week, when you just that dude came flying oh, out of those reeds, yeah. I love it. Well, see, I, a guy commented on there and was like, "I feel like people only do this for YouTube." And I was like, "Man, you know that honestly, guy doesn't bass fish." Yeah, I was like, honestly, if if you watch that particular hook set, I didn't hit it that hard. No. The fish came up, and then the rod was loaded. That's what, when that rod, when the load come out, oh, it just shot him like a rocket, man. And I, I laughed about it. That's still probably my favorite fish catch ever. That thing come out of there and went flying. I mean, that fish is going back down. <laughs> And Jerry's like, yeah, man, I got hooked before, too. And then Larry's like, yeah, me, too. And then old Ralph on the side, he's like, did you guys go to the moon? Because that MFR sent me to the moon. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So that uh, that auto lock, uh, does that hold you pretty yeah. steady during those those hook sets? Yeah, they're not moving you, man. When, when you hook that fish, you're you're there. You're not. Yeah. You two aren't coming together. The only, I mean, well, I mean, technically you are, but not like in a regular kayak, you know? Yeah. In, in my old kayak, you know, when I would hook a fish, I just reeled and I reeled as fast as I could, you know, just to try to keep, you know, yeah, keep it tight, you know, and, and not let them get slack on me. So with this one, I don't do that. I mean, you guys, anyone that watches my videos, you see sometimes it takes me a while to get the fish in because I just let them do their thing, man. I don't use a net flip them most of the time uh, yeah yeah i so, so i blame you for a lot of troubles that i've had because i was like listen i want to be like lone star i'm gonna be boat flipping all these fools right <laughs> and uh the day that i broke my pb up in may uh i had two huge ones where i was like i'm gonna boat flip them and i lost them and they were all both like over five pounds like yeah so like, like that would have been an epic like 30 pound bag day if i wouldn't have seen your videos where you boat flip everything <laughs> well I don't, I don't, if, if it's big, I don't flip it. I'll let it do its thing. Those big fish tire out fast. Oh yeah. You know, so I let it do its thing. I'll click my reel, let it take line, bring it back to me. And then I'll just sit down and lip them. So, but now according to Brandon, anything five pounds and under, if I think it's at least five, I got to flip it. So 
which I, <laughs> I flipped like a four, four and a half the other day. But Dude, I wussed out and I netted a three today. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost more fish this year because I lost my net in my car, which I thought had burned up in the wreckage that was my life last week where my car caught fire in the middle oh, of the interstate. Wow. Oh, yeah, like 4.30 in the morning. I'm driving from my house to Philly. It's about a 45-minute drive. It's about 4.15. Just looks like I hit the jackpot in Atlantic City, every light on inside the car, and just smoke and flames. No shit, man. That's so, crazy. It, yeah, it was nuts. So, I tip for folks, if you buy a Hyundai, I guess they have a plastic radiator. I don't. I didn't know that was a thing. And a kid all of a sudden just burst all over the place and rest in peace to uh to old Black Betty, the 2007 Hyundai Tucson that I put 280,000 miles on. Hey, she served you well, man. She did. She I poured a little well. Dude, I poured a little beer out at the junkyard when they smashed <laughs> her up. <laughs> but the net somehow survived all of that and I had to net a fish today cuz I was so uh I've lost so many, so many big fish. The crazy side story is this area that I fish, there's a house there. Uh, Hopefully the gentleman that I'm going to talk about is not listening to this because he's a nine-year-old kid. And this is, as a whole, Bass and Bruises is not appropriate for nine-year-olds. But um, he's a really cool kid. And out of nowhere, I hear him go, hey, swamp rat. And I was like, what? I kind of looked over and there was this kid and he watched all the videos. It was really cool. And, uh, He's like, well, fish over there. I want to see you catch something there. So I fish right next to his house, and I hook into a big one. And I'm like, yeah, man, I got it. I go to lift him up, and I go to grab him, and I lost him. And this nine-year-old goes, hey, have you ever thought about getting a net? I I threw him some stickers, and I said, sir, you are a gentleman and a scholar, but you've got to go now. (laughs) You're rubbing it in a little too deep. All right, man, so your fishing style. Would you say, I think I know the answer to this. Are you more power or are you finesse? Definitely power, man. So what is power fishing to you? Like, what do you consider power fishing? Uh, Burning baits, covering water, man. Covering water as fast as I can do it. I mean, well, I say that, but then again, I I do also slow down, but still power fish at the same time, if that makes sense. You know, I'll slow my retrieves down and, Mm -hmm. and things like that, but I'm definitely, definitely a power, power guy. Just, what do you think your uh, three uh, like confidence baits that you're going to rock with, especially on the power side of it? I, I'm always interested because I'm a finesse normally guy. And I like to hear kind of yeah the power yeah. side of it. My number one bait that's caught me more fish. Well, take that back. It's in a close run. My top two baits are going to be a jackhammer and a square bill. Okay. Last year man down at lake kemp i probably boated i don't know three four hundred fish with a square bill and that's That's all i threw for months right i mean i don't even know why i brought my rods i just should have brought one rod or at least two with two different color square bills i was about to say two two different square bills right yeah and and all i threw was a square bill a six cents crush 50x and that wild lava crawl that's a good one i threw it for months and it just it pumped them out every single day. I just, I didn't see a re why, why change, you know, what you're doing. Like it right. doesn't make sense. Why, why quit throwing it if it's catching them? I'm with you. You know, so. 
And then when it comes to the jackhammer, are you throwing that? Um, all right. So there's a, a couple schools of thought on the on the jackhammer. I don't know if you heard this. So when it comes to rod, are you using a para? I can never say that word. Are you using para a moderate? Rod. Yeah. Are, are you using that kind of rod, or are you using like a medium heavy to heavy braid so, strapped on? So when I throw a jackhammer. I know a lot of people throw them on a moderate rod, and I actually switched this year to a 7.2 medium heavy moderate fast. Okay. And I started losing fish. Really? I, I, yeah. I lost a, a couple good fish, you know, four to five pounders. And um, I thought, well, okay, maybe it's not the rod. Because when I fish a jackhammer, when you guys see that hook set that I do, I only I only set the hook like that when I'm j- fishing jigs and right and, and things like that. When I'm fishing a jackhammer, I use it just like a square bill. I let just I a fill sweet them set. load up. Yeah, I fill them load up, reel into them about twice, and then just you know sweep them, and that's mm-hmm. all I do. But I, I started losing some fish on a on a moderate rod, and um, so I went back. I throw mine on a seven foot one medium heavy fast. Those okay. uh, those thirteen fishing omen rods. Yeah, we've talked those, about that. They're, <laughs> those... they're already parabolic, man. They're yeah. That's a hard rod to beat. I've got four of them because they're so versatile that you literally can use those things for everything. Mm-hmm. And and this year I've actually had the most trouble out of them that I've ever had. I've never had a rod problem with those until this year, and it was just a heavy that one I snapped the other right. day, which was the replacement for the other heavy that the insert came out of the rod tip. So, oh, that's which I could have, yeah, I could have replaced it, but I didn't want to mess with the warranty and stuff. So I just sent it off. And then the next one I get snapped into. <laughs> 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 I was like, are you kidding me? Man? <laughs> but, All right. So still on that jackhammer. So, so you're using a medium, heavy, fast action. Uh, are you using braid or fluoro? Fluorocarbon. 17 okay. pound. Seagor and Bizix. And then, uh, again, another, I think, schools of thought when it comes to it is, is your trailer choices. Are you going, I mean, one side says use like a uh, Zayco, right? A Gary Yamamoto Zayco, something that doesn't actually have a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And then some folks uh, use something crazy, something with tons of action on the back of it. So I use three trailers. I'll use a Zayco because they're, I mean, those things are made for the jackhammer mm-hmm. you know brett height had a lot to do with making the zayco as well as the the jackhammer but i'll, I'll use a zoom fluke you know okay. just the original fluke not a split bodied right and uh when i really want to get you know a lot of water pumping i'll use a uh six cents stroker crawl okay that, that thing is a man if y'all don't know now you know that thing is a killer it, it, they there's tons of action on that. I was throwing it around on a uh, on just a regular jig the other day, and I never really I'd bought a bunch of them, but I never really like kind of like actually even saw it. But I happened to be in water that was super clear, and I was like, let me just see. And I was like, holy cow! Like put put putting uh, Strike King Rage products to shame almost. Like there is a lot of thump on the back of those. Yeah, I, I'll even throw them on a swim jig whenever I want uh, a little bit more more flash you know yeah louder instead of subtle and i've caught a 
dude, I think I own stock in Stroker Crawls. <laughs> I have tons of those things. <laughs> tons of them. <laughs> yeah. Tons of them. I haven't used a lot of them. Uh, I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there. Um, and, and, and using them on a swim jig is a newer one. Um, I mean, everybody listening knows me. I'm, like, obsessed with swim jig fishing and all of that you could do with it and, and move into i used to go just straight subtle with it right like trying to be that sneaky slack like power finesse fishing it and now lately i've been throwing obnoxious stuff on the back of it to yeah. try to get um have you used the 13 fishing churro swim bait i have not dude the boot on that thing is like no joke huge and it adds like a bulkiness to a swim jig and watching it go through the water once uh, you don't really need to reel it fast, but even like a, a slow reel, it'll cause that secondary action in the head. And that thing will like, as long as you got a good swim jig, so a, a beach coast or a six Sense, I think those two handle it really well with their head design. You'll yeah. get this huge, like big roll back and forth. It's a uh, something I'm playing with. It's, it's really awesome. I'll have to check that out, man. No doubt. When did uh, when did you start taking? So we talked about your pictures, and they're amazing. When did you start like kind of diving into this whole social media? And the reason I ask it, so I've had guys on here who usually are in the, they're in two categories, right? So we either have the tournament guys, um, and everybody hopefully listened to the episode uh, before this with Nate Shagden. This guy's a uh, the guy's a stick. If you haven't, go back where I talk to creators, I like to call them, or influencers, right? Influencer yeah. sounds dumb, but it kind of is what we're doing, right? Like it's a, uh, so, so what caused you to kind of step up your game on that side of the house? Boredom. <laughs> All right. Honest, I mean, I'm boredom, you know, I, I work on the road, which I'm just, I'm sitting in my road home right now. Right. Uh, so, and we get a, during the spring and stuff out here, it gets super windy, super mm -hmm. windy, which it shuts us down for work. You know, we don't fly, we don't fly arms and stuff with our cranes and uh, winds over 30 miles an hour. So I got, okay. got a ton of time on my hands at times. And I just did it, you know, to out of boredom. And then I started meeting some guys and, you know, turns out it was, you know, a lot of cool people. I built a lot of awesome relationships, uh, yeah, and that's how, I mean, that's kind of how this got started. It wasn't, uh, I didn't have a, I really didn't have a purpose for it other than just, it was something to do and occupy my time. I gotcha. You know, and now it's grown into something just way larger than that. I mean, I mean, you got this sweet deal. I guess we can talk about that, right? Like your, your sweet deal with, uh, it's what eco fishing, right? Yeah. Eco fishing shop, man. Yeah. Was, uh, Thanks to a, a guy I know, this guy named Alex. He helped me set up a YouTube because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Well, which so, is so a really funny story. I, I I remember I was like, "Yo, man, like 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 we're talking on Instagram, like, yo, man, like uh, like you should do a YouTube." And you're like, "Ah, I've always wanted to, but I don't know how to set it up." I'm like, well, okay, okay. Like, and, and I think you were just around to shift your name to Lone Star, right? So we did some research. We're like, this is a good fit. Let's go with this. We're getting it up. And then you're like, okay, so now what do I do? I'm like, okay, well, you do this. And I remember we went through like the whole thing. And it, it was super cool. 
And then it just like blew up from there, which is awesome. Like I, I remember seeing the clips, like you would send me these things and it's like you, I think in your, in, in your road home there, like working on an iPad ed- or editing videos or in the truck. Yeah. Uh, hopefully your employers aren't listening, uh, editing <laughs> videos uh, while at work. It, it was really cool to see. Yeah, man. I've, I've definitely ever since, you know, and which when I started the, they found me by just typing in like autopilot. Right. And that video, I think I have a thumbnail. It was like maybe the second video I put on there said autopilot at the bottom. That's how they found me, man. That'll do it. And like, so they backtracked, you know, to Instagram, reached out to me from there. I mean, it turns out they're pretty cool people, man. They're awesome. They've, Honestly, sometimes I'm still amazed that this even <laughs> happened to me, you know, and that they trusted me to to help build their brand. So I love it, man. I love seeing that. I love seeing I, I think so every person I have on here, most of them I haven't met ever in person, right? Like we've all met through usually Instagram and it's all through like a no bullshit people. It's not people who are out there faking it for the next pro staff um it's not like it's really easy and i think a lot of people have a bad uh kind of idea of what this social media fishing community looks like like they think that we're toxic that we're just out to make a buck but there's so many people who are out there to like yo let's share some pictures let's shoot some shit on dms or whatever else it is you know what i mean like there's uh hey i want to do this what do you think like there's so much good back and forth and and talk and i i really enjoy that yeah it's it's uh i've i've got several people you know that i've i talk to daily now it's it's like we've built more more than just that you know and and you know if i had to lose it all and just keep those friendships i'd let it all go today no problem yeah it's not a doesn't matter to me right and you know i'm like I said, I, I don't know how this happened to me. I mean, you can go <laughs> check out my account. I've never been or claimed to be a part of any pro staffs. I've just never got on that on that on that train, you know. Mm-hmm. Just never done it. And then they approached me. We had, uh, I think, three calls over this whole deal and ideas and uh, what they expected, what I thought I could give them, you know, things like that, and. Here we are, man. We we just dropped our first YouTube video. It's an unboxing. The next one's the install. That's a uh, that video is already shot. And then I believe, as far as I know right now, their plans are to do the full kayak review on my old town. So I love it, man. And it sounds like you have a good like a team, right? Yeah. Like I just like you, I, I kind of held off on doing the whole pro staff thing uh, until I got with Hookset, right? Because it's a team. It's yeah. more of like, a, it's not such a selfish relationship on like, what can you do for it? It's like, what can we do together is, is what it sounds like you have yeah. there, which is awesome. That's the right way to do it, right? That's. Yeah, it, it is. They, uh, there, there was a few details we had to hammer out, but we got that, that solved. But other than that, you know, they want to, one of the owners, his name's Caleb. Dude is legit, man. He's a super nice guy. Uh, you know, he told me from the get go, we don't want you to quit fishing. You know, if this ever becomes like a job, 
and you don't mm-hmm. want if it kind of makes you not want to fish anymore then that's not where we want to go with this thing we want you to have fun we want to make videos do product reviews you know fish etc so so far i mean it's it's been a blessing man we're going to do some cool things in the future I, I can't wait to see it man that's gonna be awesome yeah for sure all right let's do what bait and i know you're a power guy what bait do you th- hate to throw, but you know you got to throw that thing to get a bite? <laughs> I'd say the wacky rig. <laughs> no! That's it. Interview over. We're done. The wacky rig. Are, are, okay, hold on. Why? It's so slow. I can't, hand- okay. I can't handle it, dude. It's like catfish. It's, that is thro- <laughs> sitting on the bank. Throwing your line out there with a cooler beer and waiting eight hours just, you know, for a bite. That's what Wacky Rig is. Listen, at some point, we got to fish together. All right. (laughs) So are you throwing that thing weighted or unweighted? Um, Unweighted. So just throw it out there. Get yourself a medium bait caster, right? Yeah. Throw that thing on like one-eighth ounce. uh, Wacky. uh, Like a flick shake hook. You can get them from... Uh, mustad is the favorite I like. It's got like a tungsten head, right. dude. There's there's no more waiting. Like you're still yeah. working the column. See, but but the- don't fish it slow back to you. The way I fish it is, um, it's high percentage shots, right? Like 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 it's almost like flipping. Like I'm dropping it into a spot. I'm working it a couple times, and then I'm reeling that thing back, and we're moving on to the next spot. Okay. Like you're literally spot casting each one. Right. See, but I'm the, with you and be super slow. Yeah. The the guy that I fish with back home, he likes to Nico rig a lot, which and dude, he for like the last month, that guy has been wearing me out behind me. One like two weeks ago, I just pulled up beside him. I was sitting there talking to him and I watched him just hammer fish. And I had already came through there. Yeah, and, you know, we sit there and talk for a while, and finally, I was like, "All right, Jeff." Or, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I was like, "All right, Jeff, I'm going home, man. I'm getting a little sick of watching you catch them." So. Dude, the Nico rig is killer too. That's yeah. been, I picked it up last year. Now that uh, I did a whole video on it, if you guys want to watch my dumb video, go to my YouTube channel. But uh, I broke down like when I would use a Nico separate from a wacky, and the biggest would be like. Oh, what's the right way? So one, it's the bait, right? So normally if it's like more stained water, I'm going to go to a big Nico rig instead. Right. I, I I like the missile baits quiver worm. You can get them in at like uh, six and a half inch, but it's got a spade tail that'll move. Dude, that thing kills in dark water. Throw that thing on black and blue or like June bug. And all of this, mind you, is not on a spinning rod. Like... I'm with you on that one. I try to keep a spinning rod. Unless I'm fishing for crappie, I keep a spinning rod out of my boat as much as yeah, possible. I, I don't even own one. <laughs> so so last year, we got into a pretty killer Ned Rig butt, and uh, I had to borrow my wife's because I don't even <laughs> own a spinning rod. I just – I can't even cast it. I don't know why. Like, I, everyone says, oh, it's the easiest, you know – you know, blah, blah, blah. I can't even cast that thing. I couldn't hit the side of a barn with it if I wanted to. Well, I think it's because you know what it should look like, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like, you know the accuracy that you should get, and you do not get that with a spinning rod. It's a lot of, like, I'm going to get in this area at some point. Bait cast, and it's like, I'm going to get in this area. It's uh, yep, exactly. So, Wacky Rig, again, we got to gotta find a way. If you come up here to the uh, dirty South Jersey, I'm going I'm to put you on some flick shake, wakey, or wacky worm fishing. You know, and, and every time, every time the fishing gets tough, I tell myself, sit down, turn around, get your terminal box out, get out a hook, you know, tie it on. <laughs> Won't do it. I'll go home. I'll head to the boat ramp. I was about to say, do, do you fish? <laughs> do you fish like jigs or is it constantly yeah. moving baits for the most no. part for you? So when I, whenever I fish a jig, you know, of course, I love swim jig fishing. Right. I mean, that's another bait. Whenever I set the hook, I rock them with a swim jig. So, oh, it is so... Yeah. When you get I, that set, oh. they, I guarantee you, if they don't have a seizure once that thing hits them, then <laughs> it's, it's, I hit them hard with a swim I love jig. it. But I love throwing finesse jigs, man. Big time. My favorite is a War Eagle finesse jig. It's got a. Uh, I have to write that down. I haven't. Yeah. Check it out. It's, they come in a two pack. They have a, like a, it's a heavy three aught hook. Okay. Those things, I'll take like a stroker crawl, or actually this year, I'll bite a stroker crawl like halfway down, put it on there. This year, I switched to that X-Zone, um, what is that crawl? Not the adrenaline crawl, but the little finesse. Um, muscle back, the, yeah, the baby muscle back. muscle back, yeah. Yeah, and I even cut like two ribs. I'll bite two ribs off of that, and I mm -hmm. that thing comes out to be like that big, man. And it just... Oh, I love throwing those. I do. Love I jigs. can't wait. I've been throwing jigs since January 1st. And I have caught other than a swim jig, right? I, I've got that down a regular jig since January 1st. And I've caught a crappie and a bluegill on them. That's where I'm at in my jig fishing. And I want to catch them so bad. And I'm using the hustler jig from beach coast, which is amazing. But I mean, it's going to happen at some point. I just got to stick with it. I don't know why, but I mean, I've had my most success with a with a swim jig, and I've caught striper on these things. Not yeah, a swim jig, but a, a finesse jig. Yeah, like, like fishing rock points. That's. I mean, I've killed when they won't. When I bang a square bill down through there, you know, mm -hmm. when you catch one or two, then the bite slows down. I'll always try to clean up with that finesse jig, and just bounce that thing down those rocks down that point. And usually, you know, if there's some other ones there, you, you'll, you'll walk away with another fish or two. And that's, other than that, other than flipping jigs, yeah, I don't really throw a lot of, you know, like football, head jigs, uh, stuff like that. I just, I don't like to fish that slow, man. It's super like slow. It. Grinding on the bottom is super yeah, slow. I'm with you on that. You know, if I'm going to fish deep, I would rather crank. I love cranking, you know, but that's just part of power fishing too, you know. Right. That's, that's kind of my second go-to. It's this time of year for me is when I'll have a uh, a square bill or some sort of crankbait in my hand for probably the rest of summer till we start getting into fall for the most part. So with all Other this power that, fishing, are you more of a shallow or a offshore guy? Um, I would say up to about 15 foot okay uh offshore is something this year 
which I was talking to Brandon the other day. Y'all are going to see my content slow way down. And that's because this year I'm going offshore Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm determined to make it work, you know, to, as far as learning my electronics, which I just switched, I was doing pretty good with my hummingbird, but you know, switched over to Garmin, right? Yeah. Switched to Garmin. Uh, so now I've got to retune that thing. I've been having some problems with it, but, uh, anyways, offshore is like my main, main focus this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I feel like that's what, you know, what I lack to becoming an all around angler as far as bass fishing goes, you know, I like it, man. Uh, offshore is new to me. I don't know. Listen, I might like, like for me, I've got to see what I think the bass is hiding in almost. You know what I mean? Like that, that's so that obviously lends itself to shallow. I need to see that lay down. I need to see the duckweed sticking out. Like that's kind of where my fright, I, I should be better at offshore. Um, and I'm glad that there's folks doing a great job. I want more of you kayak guys like me to go offshore so you can leave the bank to me and I'll continue <laughs> to beat it up. Well, I can. I can promise you, I fished for five hours yesterday. Ooh. There was none on the bank. I can promise you that. <laughs> no, they got to be there somewhere, right? Big names like Alex Rudd, um, all these other guys, uh, Bill Lowen, right? This dude's like a pro. He won with a swim jig in where a swim jig shouldn't have caught fish. Yeah. I think they're there still. I think they're there still. But you're right. Yeah. Like, they, I just yesterday I had two bites, man. Dude, that's rough. They short striked it, and when I set the hook, it just pulled the claws off, you know, (laughs) off the jig. And I was like, plus, I mean, when when you're fishing in forty mile an hour wind, man, it's oh, it sucks. It sucks. It's it sucks. It sucks. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of the followers and stuff on my page, I don't think they see, you know, a lot of times what I've got to do to to catch all these fish. It's right. It's not easy, man. You got to go out there and ground it out for sure. I, I think as creators, it, it's like a double-edged sword. Um, I was having a conversation. I can't remember with who. But we had a conversation about how sometimes we don't show the grind that we go through. Yeah. And, it, it, and again, 99% of us die. We're not getting paid for this, right? We want to put out good content. We want people to be like, yo, that's dope. Let me chick chat with this guy, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of grinding. There's a lot of uh, planning with everything. And it's it's not, I mean, the bulk of it is fishing, but then there's all that extra stuff on top of it. And uh, we as creators aren't good enough. I think sometimes we need to explain the grind because I think some people think that you're down in Texas, right? That you're slamming five-pound pigs every other cast and it's just super easy and you go out for two hours and you catch 500 fish that are over. You know what I mean? Like definitely not the case, (laughs) but then I also think the audience in a way has a responsibility. So when we do put out realistic stuff, obviously normally you see lack of views or you see lack of uh, engagement, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like a double edged sword. Like I think we should be more upfront about what we do to create this fishing content that people want to see. 
because people say like, oh, I, I like I, I'd like to see that. But then as an audience, folks, like you guys aren't digesting the content we're putting out. Like you, you, you wanted to see the grind, but then you're not watching the grind. Exactly. And, you know, yesterday I posted on my story, you know, out there on the lake and uh, one guy messaged me and was like, dude, I can't hear anything you're saying. I said, exactly. Perfect. Perfect. I saw you post that and that was absolutely perfect when you when you got back in the truck yeah. and you were like, hey, now you guys can hear me. I wanted you guys to hear that. That was absolutely perfect. Yeah, because, you know, I I could sit there and make a post and say, you know, oh, I come up empty handed. I was fishing in this, but no one will ever know if I really was. Right. But, you know, when I posted that on the story, I mean, <laughs> I was, you know, a foot from the phone and you couldn't hear a word I was saying. Yep. So it was, it is, it's a, it is a grind, man. I agree with you. I mean, for me, the grind is no days off. It's, I only usually have one day off a week. It's on Sunday and I'm still mm-hmm. up at five o'clock in the morning and I go to the lake. So usually on Saturday night, I drive home, I drive three hours home, spend the time, you know, do the family thing that mm-hmm. night. Wake up at five o'clock in the morning, even on my day off, I go to the lake and then I, I'll fish until, you know, the family starts getting up and then I load my stuff up and I go home. So that's when I'm at home, I usually only fish about two hours because gotcha. I don't, I don't spend time on the water when, you know, I'm only there on the water while they're sleeping, man. It's right. it's not fair to them. You know, that's my yep. opinion. Cause I'm, I'm never home. So no, I, I appreciate that family's super important. Uh, all folks got different. I'm one of them. We, we got all different kinds of schedules and jobs and we got to fit in. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, at the very start of this whole thing, you mentioned that you're obsessive. You got an obsessive, uh, personality. I, I'm the same way and I can get too obsessed with things. Uh, it's better to get obsessed with fishing than other things, yeah, but, no doubt. um, but it can take over and sometimes you got to dial it back to be like, Hey, what's important? Uh, I, I think that's good. You take the time, but it is a grind, right? Like this is something yeah. we like to do, but it is a grind to kind of get whatever our story is out to, to folks to see every week, every day, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I've, I, this week I had to resort to something that I absolutely from the, from throwbacks. The, yeah. When I started this page, I told myself, I'm not going to, I'm not going to post old stuff. Yeah. I always want to post something new. And this week, dude, the last two weeks, I've just gotten beat down out there, which I haven't, besides yesterday, I only put in like seven hours on the water and this was going on the third week, which is usually a day and a half for me. You know, usually Mm -hmm. I have, you know, at least 15 hours plus a week on the water. Right. And uh, I just haven't had that. I've been busy, and uh, it's just, and then when I get out there, you know, the fish, it sucks when you take a big break because you had them patterned. Now you don't have them patterned. Right. So now you, it seems like now, no matter where I go, whether I'm at work or I go home, I'm starting from scratch. So I just fish the way I know, hope that I can find some, and then usually at home I don't have time to do anything else after I've fish the way i know you know so yeah but i think there's something to that 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 whole 
so so you can build a pattern, right? Um, and you're talking about being a better angler. I think some of that goes to being real confident in the bait, whatever you're using, whatever you know, whatever's in your wheelhouse, and being able to apply that to different situations. Because there's a reason why that was successful at one point in time, right? Yeah, well, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, I mean, yeah, if you put, I don't know, let's just say you put uh, something that I don't typically use in my hand, I'll probably cast it three times. If I don't catch a fish, I'm setting it down. You know, that's just, and then I'm going to pick up something that I know will catch one. Right. And, and if you don't, my theory is they're just not there. Which they I, probably are. They're they definitely are, are, but they're not active, right? I, well, yeah. as a power guide, like they're not active. Power fishermen, I think, uh, what is it? Kevin Van Dam said, like, he's going out and he's trying to catch the most active, catchable fish right. in any stretch that he's at, right? So that's like the power fisherman's motto is you're, you're rolling through. Yes, you might be leaving fish, but you're going to have to work way harder for those fish when you can just go to the next spot, try to get all the ones first that I'll want to bite. Yep. And and I started out like, you know, just the same thing. Probably everyone starts out throwing Texas rigs and, you know, stuff like that. And I caught a lot of fish doing it now. Hardly ever have it tied on a rod. That's crazy. I, yeah. I caught a ton of fish with a Texas rig and a Cinco or, I used to mm -hmm. throw those uh, Guggen uh, trench hogs. It's the only bait I ever really used of theirs. Yeah. Which not saying that they don't have good baits. My opinion, they're just too soft. I'll say it. I'll say it. He's not saying it. I'll say it. I think their baits are junk. I think uh, I think their soft plastics are way too soft. Even their lunker log is basically like dust compared to a gary yamamoto which is very soft yeah a yamamoto for what they cost right I mean, you're getting one fish i mean and you better yep. hope it's a big one because if it's a dink i'm i'm pissed that yep. i just lost that 48 cent cinco you know what exactly <laughs> uh I, I think they're bandito bug um and again this is not lone star this is me uh, I think he, he brought up Guggen, though, so he opened those gates. Bandito Bug is a cheap ripoff of uh, Striking, and it's super soft as well. Those appendages break super easily. Yeah. Um, not a fan. I know a lot of people have had a lot of luck with them. Not a fan. That yeah. rattling Ned is garbage. That's not what Ned rigs are supposed to be. You don't need to shove a rattle in a Ned. Doesn't make sense to me. And they don't float. I don't trust the Ned bait that doesn't float. Well, dude, I I can't I can't say much <laughs> for their other baits, but I can tell you that trench hog. I caught so many fish on that. But that trench but, hog is the same bait that Zoom has. That every that every private, you know what I mean, small business company all have that trench hog mold. Yeah, it's not nothing new. Yeah. It, it caught a bunch, but I can also guarantee you that I went through oh, yeah. tons of those things. I would even, it got to it got to be where it was so bad, I would bite them down, try to rehook them, and it was, I don't, I mean, like I said, I quit using them. I caught a ton of fish on them, but they're, at the end of the day, it's, it's not practical to go through, you know, go out there and go through $30 worth of plastics because they won't, I mean, 
when it says the power fishman says the power fishman right because no no no. because here's the thing like definitely finesse guys we're gonna go through more Mm -hmm. you're using hard baits that stuff doesn't really deteriorate unless you get that thing jammed up and broken off right you can change out hooks i can't remold a plastic that's true that's true but there are things you can do to help save plastics you know when i do like on some swim jigs that the big reason my favorite swim jig is the six cents swim jig and it's because of that screw lock man you can keep a bait on there for 10 you know 10 15 fish probably yep now on other swim jigs that have like the mushroom style keeper uh i just super glue them like everyone else does you know or i mean there are some things you can do to save plastics but i see what you mean yeah y'all are me, I mean, I do have a ton of plastics, and I actually use a lot of plastics, mm-hmm. you know, for trailers and, like, flipping right now or pitching, you know, f- fishing them reeds like I've been. Golly, man, I've went through, I don't know how many stroke or crow. There's days uh, where when I was really on them, I'd hit the boat ramp with a deck full of stroke or crawls. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, golly, I went through two packs today. That's like, the nature of the beast, God. right? Yeah. And you know what sucks is that it's – I mean, it's six cents, right? They're not at the uh, price-wise. They're not at the super top, but they're not at the bottom either. And you're like, and, and maybe in Texas it's different, but I can't just buy that stuff at Wally World or uh, or Dick's, right? I got to order them online. I'm like, yeah. so, so six cents has their clout worm. That's my favorite stick bait, hands down. And in Junebug Red is like money. And this year, I went through a lot this spring, and I've never gotten an order from Six Sense that came in manufacturer's packaging. So I bought forty packs of the June Bug Red Clout Worm, and it came in manufactured like in the actual like boxes. Oh yeah, the white boxes. Yes, yeah. but it was like a whole box full of those. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was just a note that said. OMG, thank you. Because it was 40 bags of that is my favorite worm, my favorite color for the water set I fish. So money. Yeah. Hey. And something special about that worm, too. It's got those little cavities. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm I'm big into their crankbaits. That's almost exclusively what I throw, except this year I've gotten on a, a big spro kick. Uh, those, I, just uh, ordered, uh, I just ordered a bunch of those Little Johns. I was about to say, Little Johns are a big one, right? Yeah, they come out with the uh, like the deep diving Little Johns and stuff. They're still a compact, you know, smaller bodied crankbait, but mm-hmm. they get down to like 20 feet. And the rock crawler, oh man, I've caught a ton of fish on that rock crawler. That, that uh, I think it's an RK55. Mm-hmm. I've caught a ton. My only complaint with those is I think their hooks are too small. They swap them out, right? Yeah, I just swap them out. It's no big deal. But oh, it's still, extra money. It's extra money. You're yeah. saying plastics are too much, but you're going to swap. Yeah. No, I'm just messing with you. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I agree with that because six, I mean, you get sixes crankbaits, you can fish them right out of the box. Hooks are sticky. I mean, everything's great. I mean, I, not to sit here and act like a fanboy. No, but, dude, I'll fanboy about them. Like, I think I have a yeah. sack. Like, they, they are a great company. Um, they're doing a really good job of like trying to be all encompassing too, where you can get terminal soft plastic, hard body. Um, and I do think they're doing it the right way. I think they're doing it. Uh, uh, they're not. Yeah. 
I, I just think I don't want to get too much. I just think they're doing it the right way. You know what I mean? Like, um, they're an awesome company. I will say the screw locks. I hate. You hate. I hate, I hate the screw lock. So what happens to me is, and 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 I don't hate it. I love the idea because it does keep it on there. But I end up going through two sets of plastics because I'm a bumbling idiot and I mess it up when I bring it around and then it gets hooked on the hook, but I'm not paying attention. And then I just rip the whole tail off of it. Like it's not. Okay. Well, here's your solution. All right. Free rig. No, I do. And I do it at home. And then I just trash it at home. Like I'm just (laughs) like, you say you need to slow down. I need to slow down. I'm busy looking at my phone. I'm uh, watching something on TV. Uh, A lot of my tackle prep. Uh, because I'm such a gentleman and a wonderful husband is usually in bed with the wife and I'm just laying shit across her and she's yeah. super upset at me. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm watching this dumb show with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all right, maybe I'm watching it a little bit, but then I rip the tail off. It's just, I, I hate the screw lock. I cannot. It kills me. Well, that's yeah, everybody's going to it. So, so I'm, I'm probably the only person. Yeah. And every company's going into it. I love Beast Coast uh, fishing. I really like. Uh, I've actually moved primarily to them for all jigs, including swim jigs. Um, off of Six Sense, I've I've moved to Beast Coast, but their Hustler jigs were great. And then uh, they've moved to Screw Lock on those too. And I'm like, come on. You know the one that I think is, is, uh, while we're talking about keepers right now. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think the wire keepers are the worst so you, you mean know the, you know the little wire like on a um, on a jackhammer how it has that little wire that comes down the hook and then has it a little yep. hook back yep i think those are the worst and the reason why i think they're the worst is a lot of times when you slide that bait on there i've had bait split it's like it cuts them yeah and there's i mean it's like what it's not like i could pull it out or you know some type of way to right yeah that's i i i don't like them i refuse to fish those i think the jackhammers use those on purpose though i think that's a marketing ploy because elastic won't split when you're doing that yeah yeah i think you're right well see Uh, even elastic you have to which i you gotta like shove all the way up and yeah well i think you gotta like stretch it out I don't know. I can't stand the last take. Man, so you basically take really like whatever you're gonna do. Like if it's yeah. here, you got to shove it like way over the side. Yeah. Man, that's a bad graphic for the visual guys. But um, yeah, I durable, absolutely. Yep. Great product. I'm sure it is. Yep. I suck at rigging it, and that's why I don't use it. That's. I mean, that's just all there is. I've stayed away from them. <laughs> because they don't play well with other plastics so it makes yeah. organization yeah I, um, the, uh, I had one in my box i had one of those razor sheds <laughs> done yeah. box yeah it was over all right man so we're about an hour this is where i like to keep it or get it around unless you're paul roberts who just hijacks my whole show again <laughs> paul i'm still uh blaming you um but we're gonna get to rapid fire brother Rapid fire. So without thinking, I want your first answer to these questions. You ready? Yep. Crocs versus sandals. I'm going, well, what kind of sandals? 
Uh, Crocs versus flip flops. I'm taking flip flops all day. Sure. First time ever. Yeah. First time ever. Uh, cover or structure? Structure. Uh, well, a, uh, they're almost the same thing to me, but yeah. Well, I mean, cover would be like, I mean, so the way I think of structure and how it would be your bottom contour, right? Yeah. Your non-movable object covers something movable, yeah. trees, wood. Gotcha. Um, one uh, two-hour session, you get one seven-pounder or five two-pounders. Which one are you taking? I'm taking the seven. All day. Seven. A seven. I'm with you on that one too. I love I love catching bigs, man. I've been blessed this year. Caught a lot of them. See, I don't get an opportunity to talk to people like me and you who've caught in big fish. Uh Wild Bill, I'm gonna call you out right now. Uh your PV is like four pounds, so that's cute. Um, but when you get that one seven pounder, like it, it's a magical fish, right? Like it is, it's when I caught that eight, not to get off topic this year. No, you're good. I didn't even realize how big it was. Like it came, I mean, the video, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It came out of the water multiple times. I mean, I just knew it was big, but I didn't know it was that big. Right. Until I, until my hand touched its lip and I pulled it out of the water. That's when I was like, holy cow, this thing's huge. It's only, it's, it's almost something weird too. When you grab that mouth, um, I don't have an eight. I've got a six pound, 15 ounce, right? So an ounce off of seven. When you grab that lip, it's something about that jaw where you're like, oh no, no, that's something different. Like yeah, it's meatier. It's, it's got a bulk yeah. to it. It's, that's a different breed right there. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I love it. Um, hook set or Guggen? There you go, brother. That was the number one question there. Uh, um, all right. So if Bass and Brews is known for two things, we're known for one, the number one fishing podcast in Antarctica. But two, the uh, I want to know your top three sandwich proteins. I'm not a big sandwich guy, but what? I would say... Wait, 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 hold on. Let's pause this for a minute. You work on the road, and you're not a sandwich guy? No, nah, man. I. That's like so the go-to. I eat, I eat breakfast, and then I don't eat again until I come home. And oh, you're skipping reason, the whole lunch. Yeah, I don't eat lunch, and the only reason I don't eat lunch is because I can never remember to get it out of the fridge. <laughs> And, and here in my... You got to slow down. You got to slow down in life. <laughs> in my work home, you know, uh, my fridge is literally like eight feet from my door. So, and I still can't do it. I just, I can't do it at all. So, I don't, I don't do lunch. Okay. Uh, I mean, if I had to say a protein, I would go with, I'm, I'm going to go basic turkey ham and i don't even have a third one <laughs> if it's hard times wouldn't go with some bologna i mean it is what it is bologna's delicious that's a northeastern like delicacy from like an italian deli my uh, bologna's on point my son's grandpa smokes some bologna like during the holidays so good oh dude smoke bologna so good yeah. 
listen, I it's been great to have you on. Um, I want to have you talk about some of your sponsors, kind of cover that. Ooh, I just hit the mic, cover that thing. But I've, I've realized two major things out of this. One, we got to go fish the wacky worm together. And two, we got to get you to slow down. You're not eating sandwiches. I, I, I'm about ready to kind of be on my own without my family for a little bit. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to live on sandwiches. Yeah, you got to slow down and get them sandwiches, brother. <laughs> I can't do it, man. On the, so, on the, so here's on the road. I mean, you would think that sandwiches are a big deal. And some guys do pack Yeah. Them. They're responsible. Either that or their wives are handing it to them. Leaving. I love that. I love that in your eyes. You're like, they're responsible. They're eating sandwiches. Yeah. So, <laughs> out here, I mean, a big thing is convenience stores. Sure. A lot of us eat out of convenience stores, to be honest. I mean, you're talking about beef and bean burritos, you know, uh, crispitos, just whatever's in the hot box. That's what most guys eat for lunch out here. I love a up. good bean and bean or bean and cheese burrito. Yeah. Throw but, it on your dash, leave it there for five hours, you're golden. <laughs> I I love that I have these conversations at the end because there's probably not a lot of people listening. I can almost feel the explosive diarrhea uh, just thinking about a bean and cheese burrito sitting on a dash for five hours. Dude, I've I've worked on the road for off and on for, let's see, nine, like 12 years, mm-hmm. give or take. I'm still perfectly fine. Perfectly fine, man. You it just can't slow down is all yeah, it is. You can't slow down. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it depends. If we're at work, we're slowing down. <laughs> but outside of that. We're slowing down. We're editing. We're, we're doing what we need to do. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Tell people about where they can find you and who's helped you along the way. Uh, yeah. You can find me at Lone Star Kayak Fishing on Instagram. You can find me there on YouTube, although I've kind of abandoned that a little bit. But uh, you're going to be able to find me more so at Eco Fishing Shops uh, YouTube page. You can also find me on their Instagram page, Eco Fishing Shop. And uh, as far as helping me along the way, man, just uh, I want to thank you big time. I mean, That's you fun. helped me uh, start my YouTube channel, which ultimately, you know, led to my sponsorship. Uh, some other guys like Brandon. From Brandon Gone Fishing, great guy. Brandon, if you're listening, you got to come on, man. I know we don't know each other a lot, but I like what you're doing. Lone Star calls for you. We got to have you on. He's a great guy, man. I talk to him every day, and not and not just about fishing, man. We yeah, you know, we talk on a different level, and uh, just all the people that's uh, believed in me, man, that, uh, was there whenever I couldn't catch fish, you know, whenever I was having tough times that kept telling me, ah, oh, don't worry about it. You're going to catch them. You know, then I'd go out there and catch them, but <laughs> you know, and then everyone's, you know, you know, cheering and stuff, but just everyone in general, man, you know, I'd like to, my wife and stuff, Obviously, I'm surprised she hasn't ran me out of the house because all she hears about <laughs> techniques and why I can't catch them and where they're going to be, you know. But, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on, too. This was uh, this was cool. I had a lot of fun. 
Dude, it was. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I, I want to have more of these folks that are in this big circle that we've got going on of uh, positive helping uh, anglers, helping anglers. And I'm, I'm so happy you could yeah. come on, man. Uh, another guy I would like to shoot out real quick. There's actually several. Uh, Let it roll, man. They, 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 there's no call music. There's no hook. You're good. Eugene with uh, Bass Snatching. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's up there around your area. Okay. He's uh, giving me a ton of support, man. You know, always cheering me on. There's uh, a Hooked Up North. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of him. Yep. Super great guy. Talk to him every day. And then um, Will Brewer fishing. That dude's a great guy, man. He's helped me a ton with electronics and stuff and, and really, you know, trying to learn how to read them and, and up my offshore game. So those are also some some key players in, in this Lone Star success. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, brother, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have to do this again. And, uh, again, if anybody's listening, not only was he on, but this is actually the first episode of Season 2. We just closed out Season 1. First one of season two. So thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it, Alex. All right, man. We'll see you guys on the next one. All right, brother. Later.